How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. Welcome to Salvation Essentials. I am your host, Mark Parker. The book of Hebrews drew a comparison between Old Testament Israel and the New Testament church. God had brought Israel out of Egyptian slavery, but the church consists of those who have been brought out of sin, which is a type of repentance, wherein that which held Israel in bondage were drowned in the sea, that which had held New Testament believers' bondage was washed away in the waters of baptism. That which led and protected Israel in the wilderness was the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. However, the church is led by the Holy Spirit that dwells within its members and is protected by its power. Yet, as Israel forgot God, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, God's people in the church, who experienced a greater deliverance and power than Israel could imagine, are warned not to neglect so great salvation. In the context of this scripture, so great salvation does not refer to the process of deliverance as much as it does the state of the delivered. The message of Hebrews is directed to an audience who has been saved from the penalty of sin, from the power of sin, and from the practice of sin. The word salvation in Hebrews 4 pertains to the positive effects of God's saving grace through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of a song from my Bible school days. I found a good life when I found Jesus, because when you're living for Jesus, you just can't go wrong. That certainly is the message of the Bible as it designates this state of salvation as so great salvation. Events from the first book of the Bible, Genesis, give a foreshadowing of this great salvation. After the first sin, Adam and Eve attempted to cover their own shame and nakedness. The scripture describes their so-called covering as aprons made with fig leaves sewn together. The Hebrew word from which apron is derived more likely implies something like a loincloth or a belt. It was something that covered private parts of the body but left most of the body exposed. Even with this man-made covering, they hid themselves from the voice of God in the garden. Their covering was very inadequate in covering their nakedness and did nothing to address the shame of their sin. Fig leaves, the material from which this apron was made, would not endure the rigors of use. Given just a little time, perhaps within days, the fig leaves would tear, unravel, and break apart. God made them coats of skin. According to many interpretations of the word coats, it refers to a tunic. According to the Dictionary of Biblical Language, it is a covering that in length would have reached at least to the knee and would include sleeves. 
The coat was great in covering when compared to the skimpy, inadequate garment which Adam and Eve had made. The coat was great in endurance, coats of skin compared with fig leaves sewn together. The skins would be very durable and potentially be of use for years rather than a few days or weeks at best for the fig leaves. What God did to cover the nakedness and shame of Adam and Eve was great both in its immediate accomplishment and in its endurance. This is the first sacrifice for sin that was offered in human history, and it was God who offered the sacrifice. He shed the blood of a beast to cover the shame of man. This was a foreshadowing of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on Calvary when he shed his blood for the remission of sins. Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. The apostle Peter compared Noah and the ark that was built with a great New Testament salvation in his writings of his epistles. He drew a stark contrast between the world that perished being overflowed with water, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 6, and those that were saved from the destruction. While the world perished, the ark remained. It was the only thing that withstood the downpour of rain and the eruption of the earth and saved the life of every human being and animal that it harbored. The ark was great in design, craftsmanship, and size. But the result of Noah following God's plan was greater yet, in that eight souls were saved by water. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20. These examples and others are mentioned in the same book of Hebrews that speaks of so great salvation. The word salvation is a noun. It speaks of a status of life. The writer was addressing those who had been saved, not to neglect the conditions of life in which they were blessed to live. You see, salvation is a great state of existence. How great is it? Jesus asked, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Mark chapter 8, verse 36. There are many benefits to salvation in this life and, of course, in that which is to come. Each benefit is great in itself, but when lumped together with other blessings as a package, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, it is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward the Apostle Paul wrote of those who lived so great salvation in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11 as having been washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Clearly to be saved brings one into the position of having a new master, new purpose, new family, and enjoying new freedom. This is a great salvation. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 states, 
Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. This great salvation, which saves to the uttermost, purges the conscience, purifies the heart, renews the mind, restores joy, breaks bondage, heals wounds, washes away sin, clarifies one's purpose, wins the victory, identifies the hope, and promises eternal life. Hebrews identified Jesus Christ as the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9. This stands in sharp contrast with those who obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 9 references things that accompany salvation. We have briefly reviewed a few of the status changes one experiences in salvation. Jesus Christ died to save you from your sins. You can obey his plan of salvation and enjoy the benefits of so great salvation.